Dad, I have to talk to you. What? Why did you do that? I didn't start it. Mr. Napier did. Dad, Simon's a good man. He has a good heart. A good man, huh? You put him on the spot. You really think so? What is your problem with him anyways, huh? Besides the fact, of course, that he's white. You gonna get in a heap of trouble talking to me like that. I don't care nothing about that man being white. He's hiding something. What? NASCAR? Oh, you thought I didn't know, huh? Of course I knew. We talk about everything, Simon and I. Daddy, I love him, and you need to start respecting that. How about you respecting me enough to tell me in advance who you're bringing home? I didn't think you'd care. Oh, but you wasn't sure, so you decided to test me? No, of course not. So you're looking for a reaction? No, Dad! So what are you looking for? I'm looking for you to tell me that it's okay for me to be with him. I'm scared, Dad, okay? I'm really scared. I know things are different now. Times have changed. But you should really hear the kind of things that people say to us sometimes. And the way they look at us. I need you to tell me that it's okay to be with him. Baby, me telling you it's okay is not going to change the world. Dad, but it would change my world. Daddy, it'll change my world if I know you're behind us. I'm always behind you, sweetheart. And I love you. And it's my job to keep you safe. And I don't trust that kid. Bless me. Okay. (laughs) Just bless me right now. That is... That was beautiful, Eric. I and rest in peace. Yes. So this skit was taken from Guess Who it was a movie with the late and the great Bernie Mac. Yes. It also had Ashton Kutcher and Zoe Saldana before she decided to act a plum fool and play Nina Simone. You know, I got her confused with Rosario Dawson. Oh, <laughs> we were talking about last. There week. are plenty of like racially ambiguous people who is kind of just like, Ooh, who, who is you again? <laughs> I really got them confused. But yeah, that was, um, I feel like that was toward the end Mm -hmm. or a little after the middle of the movie. I'm not going to lie. I actually haven't seen seen that in a long time. I just looked up the clip. What did you say? (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't actually see the movie. I just looked up the clip. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, because it's kind of, it's like a modern day version of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. So that back in the day movie with Sidney Poitier where he's like a black boyfriend of the white family, of the white girl. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cute. It was. It was. Yeah. Where's Ashton Kutcher these days? I don't know. He's not punking nobody no more. And he's not with Demi, isn't he? Is he? You know what? I Do you I remember really, he was with Demi Moore? I remember. <laughs> and she she always looks great. Yeah. Um I feel like the last time I saw her was in Charlie's Angels, yes, the reboot, where she was, was like the bad angel. Say. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Good morning, Charlie. No, they um they got a divorce in two thousand thirteen. Oh, okay. So they're not so together he, anymore. No, he's chilling. So, it, well, shout out to you, Ashton Kutcher. Shout out to Bernie Mac, rest in peace. And Zoe, yes. because you were on a Marvel film. Shout out to that. You're on probation. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of which, I just got Injustice 2, um, and I've been playing that. They made, I'm sorry, not, well, yeah, I got Injustice 2, but I also got Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And they made her white. They made her white? Yep. Like It's like they went through the trouble of making her white because the whole idea is that she should be green. Yeah. But in Guardians of the Galaxy with Zoe, right? Mm-hmm. She was black. And but you could you could tell that she was black because she, her, you know, her face wasn't fully covered in the green mask. Oh, I right? thought she was green. So, but you could well, maybe it was I feel like it was covered in a way that you could it was implied. 
right? Mm. That you could you could tell that she was a black girl just covered in green. Well, is she black? Because she says that she doesn't consider herself black. Then right? she's not. You know, <laughs> we're taking the black card away if you it, don't want to claim yeah, it. We can take it back. We can <laughs> take back everything the devil we, stole. Okay, including that it, card. We will, we will definitely take it back. Um, but anyway, shout out to them. Yeah. But yeah, they intentionally made her. She's supposed to be green. She's white. Damn. And injustice too. So I was, I was, or not injustice too. I keep saying that, but Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But yeah, that's so fucking annoying. Anyway, hey everyone. What's up? Welcome to the Hung Up Podcast, Another where week. you may not trust our new booze, <laughs> but we'll never hang up are. on you. But we'll never hang up on you. <laughs> you may. I'm okay, wait. Shit, let me unpack yo. this. I was just like wherever they are. <laughs> You may not trust our new booze. Yeah. Like the dad didn't. Mm-hmm. He did not trust that boy. Right. Hmm. Was there a re- Did it wind up that he wasn't shit? No. Oh, if, he wound up being cool. He he wound up being cool, but I feel like the dad, you know, obviously had some hangups because he was a white guy, but I think he had some legitimate concerns. Hmm. I can't really tell you how to... It's, it's been a, that's an old movie. Yeah, we'll watch it one day. Don't worry. I, I have it. Oh, true? Yeah, I have it on DVD. Oh, say words. So it must be cool. It must be good. Well, bitch, we'll never hang cool. up on you. My collection is lit. Is yeah, it is. Cause, listen, you know it's lit I, when I it has Kingdom a, Come, okay? I do have a good DVD. Charisse! <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi's fine adultery. <laughs> I forgive you, Judy. I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> Why you had to do that to me, baby? I didn't mean to do that to you, man. Why you had to do that to me, baby? <laughs> Sharif <laughs> oh, oh, oh. was a mess. Oh my Am I god! Out of that closet. Oh. <laughs> I will have you know that I have a son. <laughs> mean <laughs> and surly. <laughs> you know that little man was messy for that. Mean as a snake. <laughs> Cuss me oh. out like I've never been cussed out before. This is just your weekly reminder that if you if you have never watched Kingdom Come, you must. It's Talk okay. about your soul, bud. <laughs> Well, I think what you need is a drink. <laughs> How many of us hear that voice well, often? Well, they got you paid it up like a $2 hole. <laughs> you must have lost your ever loving mind. <laughs> oh, when she did the hand, she's yeah, like, when she did the hand, that hand was so that sanctified. She said, Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine is everything. She really is. She deserves. Shout out to her. Uh, she really does. Uh, and let's I feel get like she show. hasn't really gotten her due. Like, no. Has Loretta been recognized? Never. She... she started off as an unrecognizable person. Remember, she was Laurel in Dream Girls on Broadway? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't right. She could have been Dina. And then from Laurel, she was like the, the fourth lady to exhale. She played a good role though. Yeah, I, I was really like nothing, her. nothing really. And just like, some husband. greens, some beans, duh, duh, duh. some mashed potatoes, some collard greens, <laughs> cornbread. He's like with when a he bit said, gravy. "Oh, you know, I like my a little meat on my women." I fell out too, bitch. Right, you. Like, that's just me. <laughs> I was like, "That's me." I'm a woman with a little meat on her bones. <laughs> I am P. Ryan, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am P. Ryan. 
I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as well at E. Dante Cole. And you can find the both of us at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. And our inboxes have been kind of dry, guys. We would love to hear from you <laughs> via email at HungUpPod at gmail.com. And most importantly, do not forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and SoundCloud. Yeah. Can you rate and review on SoundCloud? You, you can, can comment. comment. You yeah, can. we rate. Come on through with so, these comments. Absolutely. Come through. Yeah. Come through. If you want to come on down, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're just going to let y'all know from Jump. I am slurring not because I'm drunk, but because I'm tired as fuck, and so is Eric. It is 10.41 p.m., but we are still going to bust out a show so that you can have something to listen to on Sunday. Um, We still going to keep it cute, though. It's going to be funny, because when I start getting tired, I start acting up. (laughs) Just let you know. So, and as usual, we had the wine flowing. Yes. Well, it's not flowing too much. We're going to ask the Lord for some increase. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of the woman. Do you remember... Was it Elijah or Elisha in the Old Testament where he asked the woman for some bread or something to eat, right? And she only had like a little bit of flour and some oil, but she gave her less. And next thing you know, she had food for days. Lord, we ask you for the increase of the Merlot. Exactly. Hallelujah. Yeah. But it seems like we have to be, we have to sacrifice in order to gain, to increase. Yeah. So, amen. Amen. (laughs) Yes. How was your week? My week... It flew by. Yes, I can't believe it's Thursday. This is crazy. What? But the the Lord says the days will be shortened. (laughs) The rapture will come quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the days will be shortened. It's a revelation. Open your word. It'll bless you. And it's it's been feeling like it lately. Mm -hmm. All this craziness going on. Um, But this week, I work has been crazy. And as I'm about to say, I took a week off from tennis as if I had a choice <laughs> I um, really just needed to fall back this week and do some self care tennis we, we it's actually a good time to do it because we're just transitioning into the fall season I'm celebrating one full year in the league oh yes so that's lit Turn I'm, up. Lit. I'm happy yes. <laughs> so I figure I'm going to celebrate and, and give myself a new racket and some new tennis shoes. Cute. So I'll be looking for that soon. So if any of you tennis fanatics out there listening and you have any suggestions for rackets, shoes, balls of that nature, things like that, yes, always balls. feel free to send it in. <laughs> at? Hungapod yes. at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, wait. If they're going to send in balls and shit, we need a mailing address. <laughs> P.O. Box coming we soon. A, we need a physical address. <laughs> I said, send it via hung up pod. They're going to start sending us pictures of rackets. Right, exactly. A mess, a mess. You can send your things in. Yeah. To where, though? I don't know. Email us and we'll give you the secret location. Yeah, after we screen that ass. Yeah. Background checks. Meet us here underneath the bridge. Yeah. P- Meet us somewhere in Philly. We're not sending you to our houses. That ain't right. Uh-uh. <laughs> so... But again, this week was really all about self-care because I'm, I'm pretty tired. I mean, even still, work has me pretty exhausted. But I figured out not long ago that if I don't have that balance, I really start to feel off. Hmm. Menta- mentally, physically, all of that. Um, I feel like I'm very centered with myself, so I pay attention to my body. And I really believe that it tells us 
everything that we need to know. Yes, it surely does. It's just a matter of paying attention, being aware. But I have quite a bit to juggle between my personal, my social, work, life. And I honestly do feel overwhelmed. And, you know, I I was definitely feeling that way today, earlier this week. um, I felt that way. So I really just kicked back, chilled. I got a chance. Like I said, earlier we were talking about Injustice 2. I got I played a lot of that. I slept, I ate. <laughs> I hung out with good neighbor who's also a friend, a brother. I talked to my dad quite a bit back home. Um he's doing really good. I'm helping my sister out. She's trying to enroll in college. I'm helping Ooh, her shout out. out to her. Yeah, shout out to her. And um I've been reading the Bible this week. Amen. I started reading we need more. Mm-hmm. So I have a study Bible. And I also have the King James Version in my phone. We should totally have Bible study one day. I would so love that. I'm down. Because I'm really getting, I don't know, I just see the book as something different now that mm-hmm. I'm older. And it seems like a very important text with a lot of wisdom, a lot of history, a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really do want to kind of unpack that, really. Yeah. And, and really reacquaint myself. We talked about this several episodes back that yeah. I'm on but it's, the spiritual it's path. it's very much still relevant, right? Like yeah, it's yes, yes. Definitely, it's a like, lifelong journey, so. Absolutely. Yeah. So just spending a lot of time with myself, I, I have some decisions that I need to make, so I'm just really taking the time out to balance and, and find clarity yeah. so that way I can... Make sure I'm on the right path. <laughs> so that's been my week. Self-care, slowing the fuck down. Yes. Paying attention, listening. Yeah. I hear you. That's awesome. Joe. Wait, why are <laughs> I'm you? here. Wait, I okay. wish y'all could see his face right I now. I am so here. So <laughs> from last week, you know, or ever since I honestly just like came back from my trip of a lifetime, yes. um, I've kind of subtly communicated that things have just been rough. And life seems like with every passing day, it seems to get rougher and rougher and like more unexpected twists and turns keep like hitting Mm -hmm. to a point where it's just like you start to feel numb to all the craziness because you're just like, what else is going to go, you know? But I realize sometimes like as hard as you try to stay on top of things, some things are just out of your control. And sometimes a lot of things become out of your control all at once right but you still have to push through and Mm -hmm. so like I was driving home one day this week and I was just like you can't let your current situations and your current circumstances and obstacles keep you from being as fabulous as you know you can be as you are like I know this sounds so delusional and crazy as you are are. well no you can be are like all of it like don't hinder it Mm. don't let it hinder you from being the baddest bitch right Mm -hmm. and then like afterwards I just kept getting little quotes as I was driving like remember um, Cinderella Whitney Houston was like if you want to go to the ball Cinderella then go ain't nobody stopping you but you if you want your life to be amazing it can be despite all of the things you're going through and also you have to take the bad things or like the unexpected things that make you go wait what yeah Take them and apply them to Jeremiah 29, 11, where the Lord says, for I know the plans I have for you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plans for your good and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. So 
you know, whenever you're going through like rough things, it's kind of just like you have to really work your faith, encourage yourself and let yourself know that no matter how much you might feel anxious about the situation you're facing, no matter how much things might seem shitty, like it's going to work out. You know what I mean? Life is so easy to trust and feel blessed when everything works well. But what happens when your bills are due and you're underemployed? You know, what happens when your stomach is sticking out more than your ass? Like what happens when you don't have a boo, you know, holding you down? What happens when like life just is not popping? You know what I mean? You have to work that faith and you have to assure yourself that any and every and all things will work out for the good because you love the Lord and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love them. Because if he can be for us. Who can be against you or what can be against you? Hallelujah. That is a word. That is, it's real. That is real. It's so easy sometimes to encourage other people and, 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 as opposed to encouraging you yourself. Through. Especially right? when you're going through. Yeah. When you're going through it, you don't have an encouraging word for yourself at all. But you have to force yourself mm-hmm. to realize that the same words I'm spitting out to other people, I have to spit back to myself because it's very much real. And at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, I will be the testimony. You and wait I and think, see. And I think there's power in that mm-hmm. positive reinforcement to self. Just like I was thinking earlier today that thinking to yourself and saying, I am a child of God proclaiming that and confessing that and saying that out loud there's power in that yeah you say it enough you start to live it and you start to think it Mm -hmm. and you start to believe it and it changes how you look how you perceive things it changes how you think so i'm 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 here for all the the positive reinforcements and and affirmations because that's that's better than the the alternate yeah than and being there. miserable yeah, and unhappy. When you're miserable, you're going to attract miserable things. And I don't have time for it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, what's up. Come on now. Amen. I just, I just got to remind myself. It. So let's jump into the show. And that's all I picked for today. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, you're you being real raunchy. I'm not ratchet. being raunchy yet. <laughs> okay. We will get there. Time and place in the show every week. <laughs> But I'm so excited to be back again another week with you, Eric. And I'm so excited Likewise, to be talking about... you, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm so excited to be talking about, like, this topic. Because ever since we came together as a unit, I'm just like, we have to talk about this. And I would love to hear your opinion on this. And so okay. the topic for today is, could you what seriously date a white person? Oh. And... Not only have I been excited about this, but as I see how, you know, we as a society have kind of highlighted the issues that we've always had regarding race, especially like in this day and age with um, the person that I guess they elected. I don't even know what he really does. But with all that's what's been going on, I'm just like, could we as black people like really date or like, do you feel comfortable really dating or having dated in the past like a white person. And the reason why I emphasize white yeah. is because I was thinking at first making this like an interracial dating type of um, conversation, but why muddy some the people... Waters? Huh? <laughs> what did you say? Why muddy the water? We can be specific in that. <laughs> yeah, like be specific, but then also some people, which I would love to touch on later, mm. might really feel that like dating somebody who is maybe like who would put you in an interracial relationship but would still be a person of color might be very much different 
in today's society than dating like a white person, right? Okay. There still might be like a different maneuvering of like meshing those two cultures and it might be easier to date a person of color who would still be of a different race than you than dating a white person. So, And I would love to like talk about that mm, later too and see what your point. perspective is on that. But yeah. what say you? Could you seriously date a whitey? Uh, <laughs> a white nigga, as I like to call them? You know, I've been with, I would say, throughout my lifetime, three, probably three white men. Mm. And when I say been with, I mean as far as dated or have slept with, mm. right? I mean, before I go into my rant, <laughs> let's not get the game fucked up. There are some fine-ass white men out here, right, that are very attractive. <laughs> I, you know who I've always had a crush on? Who? Jake Gyllenhaal. Bitch, you know who I did? Who? Hugh Jackman. Yes. Listen, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <you, laughs> when the Wolverine... I can't even talk because he got me all flustered. When those Wolverine movies came out, oh, I was the first one in line. <laughs> like, he is everything Everything. Absolutely. Then they had the nerve to have him, like, you know, show a little ass. Right. Ooh. They know what they be doing. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you Jackman is fine. Mark Wahlberg. He's cute. Yeah. When he did the brother, the, I think it was Four Brothers with Tyrese. Mm, okay. Uh, and the others. Mm-hmm. Who else was in that? Andre 3000? Okay. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to nod my head because I've never seen it. <laughs> But you know, I guess we're just trying to say that you know, white guys, you know, they can, they can get it. You trying to say that right now? Some you just, of, own your words. You trying to say it? I ain't saying it. Some of, Hugh Jackman can get it. Yeah, he definitely yeah. could. I guess my concern with dating someone white versus someone black or brown, and like you said, we'll get into the differences of that. Yeah. Because um, even the experience and day to day nuances vary in those type of relationships. With dating someone white, if my goal, which it is, is to find a better half or someone who already complements who Eric is and what I have going on, he would have to be woke. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, woke to the, ins- to the extent that he is schooling me, elevating me, a- encouraging me, showing me, reading me when necessary, nurturing my pain, helping me work through my frustrations, as I will be doing those things as well, right? Because you and I both know... Sometimes, some days, it's just fucking outright. It's just hard being a black gay man in America mm-hmm. and, and working in corporate America, right? And dealing with all the things that we need to do, deal with. <sighs> Escape said it best. Sing it with me. What I need from you, you is understanding. How can we communicate? When you don't hear what I say, <laughs> come on, Tamika. <laughs> I knew you would love that, so I had to throw that yes. in there. And you gave me such a good, like, you know, lower register. You, you know. better come through. <clears throat> Eric is training everybody. He will be on the stage one day. We said in the last episode that I will do the work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and come on now, I've been on many stages, so I just, I just need to. Harness it and get oh. it all back. Okay, Kelly Price, let well, us know. You're a book. All my choir. All the years <laughs> yes. of choir and, and concerts yes. and, and traveling. So Shout out to Morgan um, State. Yeah, shout out to Morgan and True Deliverance Church of God. Hallelujah. In Hyattsville, Maryland. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope y'all so listen. Come on, True Deliverance. <laughs> we know some of y'all listening. But I just, I don't want to come home and have to continue to fight for acknowledgement or, or feel like I have to fight to have a voice. 
I feel like my home is my safe space. And if I'm sharing that with you, I think it's that we can it's not agree on everything because that's unrealistic in any relationship, right? But respect one another, not just for, for where we currently are, but where we're where we came from and for sure where we're headed. Uh, I mean, I just, those are the things that I think about because as my, my personal experience is that the things that I deal with that I would want to share with a partner, mm-hmm. um, not only the things that I deal with, that's part of it, right? Cause we're not with people just because we need someone to, help us deal with stuff that happens to us, right? But as that plays a function in our relationship, again, I'm just wondering how difficult it would be to kind of break through. Yeah, especially today. Especially today when you hear a lot of, well, I'm not racist. Mm -hmm. I didn't own any slaves. In in questions from, like, the likes of Gaga. Mm -hmm. What can we do to do better? And I'm just like, girl, can we touch on that? Because Stephanie tried the fuck out of us, okay? What can we do? Girl, where have you been? For the last 400 years, 500 years, the same stuff we've been crying and marching about. And let's not play fool fool, you know what I mean? The person who put her on was a black person. Tamar's husband, Vince? Right. They all work together. So I'm just like, so you are around some black people to know or have an inkling of what you can do. Like, why would you post that? You want attention. Yeah. And so even that, like, if you can't trust somebody to even be not, we're not even saying like woke per se, but to be knowledgeable about how you can impact your surrounding sphere, how you can influence your surrounding sphere to create a better environment for black people, right? Because your folks have the power in society. How can you expect somebody in a relationship to do that? Who's white? You know what Mm. I mean? It's scary. It's tough. It is. And relationship you're vulnerable Mm -hmm. just about everything's on the line yeah you know that person knows things about you that probably other people don't but can you even share that with somebody a white individual knowing that i don't know like do they fully see you right yeah because i was thinking it would have to be a safe space Mm -hmm. to but i guess the question is can you curate that safe space or create that safe space well, I don't know them personally, but I do know of a interracial couple. Mm-hmm. They've been together for several years, and they're married now. Mm-hmm. And I do see, but we know that what we see on social media does not always reflect the real. Yeah. But in context um, of this conversation, I do see a lot of interracial dating online and mm-hmm. people see, you know, seem seemingly happy. So it seems like there's some, there is an, there's an opportunity there for love, companionship, understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's definitely an opportunity there, especially if we're able to see these things kind of happening. Now, how successful the relationships are how long they will last. I mean, only time will tell, mm-hmm. you know. But I guess that's for any relationship. That's right. You know. Yes. 
you are looking at me with like some Iyama eyes. Because I'm like, like so I feel deep you, into beloved. this conversation. Yeah. Like I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. Because it's it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. And especially for us gay black men, our little our okay. pool, right? We don't I'm fuck gay. with that gay shit. Like, right? I, I'm real gay. <laughs> <laughs> our our pool is small, man. Bitch, say so. Like, I'm just save me a little bit. Okay. okay. Sorry. Well, go ahead. This break was brought to you by Merlot. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. The pool is so small. It's just small. You know what I mean for us. So definitely stepping outside of our race, it does open up. Again, I bring up, as I use the word again, opportunity. Yeah. It's so funny, though, with that small pool and, like, stepping outside, it really touches on access, right? Okay. And so when I think about would I seriously date someone white, let me, I'm going to preface this too before I start talking mm-hmm. to say that I love black men. Come and on, hashtag no fetishizing yes. white women, but like I really do just love, me like too. even be, just being in a space with black men, there's love something powerful yep. about it, right? Mm-hmm. As far as like who I see myself growing old with, um, now that I've opened myself up to seeing myself growing old with someone, yeah. it's a black man. Okay, I see myself having a black ass family with a touch of Jamaican. Watching these black ass documentaries on TV talking about how white folks treated us. And when I say black, I mean black (laughs) diaspora because I truly feel like the Lord has either a Nigerian or Caribbean, read Jamaican man in my life because He knows I'm ready for the crazy. And my crazy can meet that crazy, and we can create crazy together, like a positive crazy. Anyway. But I see myself growing with like a black crazy man kind of love. and building with a black man, right? That said, currently, like I will say, I am open to dating white. I'm kind of open to all races on a surface level, as you had said. White men, there are some white men who are fine. You cannot deny it. You can. There are some that pass you, and you just like, is that you? You know what I mean? I especially like white men with like dark features. Mm. So. The more, I guess, like, I'm not so much interested or attracted to guys who have more European features. Okay. But I do like the dark features. So, like, more of, like, Italian men. Yes. Olive Italian skin tones. Oh, my gosh. Um, dark hair. They stress me out. Yeah. Yeah. Beards. Mm-hmm. I fucks I with that, but I also, there are some, like, preppy-ass white boys. Maybe it's because of where I went to high school. Shout out to Elton High. And shout out to some of the fine white boys who are up in there. Y'all don't look that fine now. But <laughs> anyway, but yes, across the spectrum, there are some fine white men out there. But like also, you mentioned just like accessibility, right? So when when I think of like my day-to-day life and like how a lot of times the people who you date will most likely be people who you kind of interact with on a day-to-day um, level, there aren't apart from like certain spaces that have currently come up, there aren't a lot of black men or gay black men who I like interact with on the regular. So it's like, I don't think I have that access all the time. Contrastingly, there are, you know, a plethora of like white men who I happen to interact with and who, you know, that's kind of like been my thing since high school or like for as long as I can remember, there's always been a white man somewhere, you know what I mean? And so I think as far as like accessibility, I didn't have as much access to black men in the past. Yeah. Now, I do. You know what I mean? So yeah, I like it. I, I love it. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm open to it all. When I think about, like, my first sexual encounter, mm-hmm. child, again, access. I was trying to holla at, like, the one black guy 
in grad school who <laughs> was trying to holler at me, right? Mm-hmm. He completely ghosted me. Right? And it was Damn. around Halloween time. I wound up, instead of having my first sexual experience with him, shout out to you, Marcus. <laughs> I wound up having my first sexual experience with a white man. Let's layer that a little bit. I was in St. Louis, post Michael Brown. Found out that that white man was a correctional officer who worked across the border Are you in Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. So basically, like I had my first sexual experience with a white cop. Wow. You just had to go all the way. All the way the there. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> in true Patrick form, you got to commit. You right? Be white, right? <laughs> so. Had to be a white cop. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That pig's hands was all over you? <laughs> they were. <laughs> okay. And it was pretty good. But that said, like, where I am now, yeah. you would have, as you said before, I like all of your sentiments I completely fuck with. You would have to be a pretty woke-ass white man for me to really deal with you in a serious manner now. And, like, when I say, like, woke, don't be a white savior. I don't need you coming in like Frida from Insecure talking about some like, you know, what about this? Racism is this. We can all be racist. When Frida, you are actually wrong. Cannot be racist. Sorry, sis. Because I'm sure Principal Gaines works for a white person. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just put it out there. Uh, But bringing it back, like also just don't be an ally with words, right? Like I'm an ally for black people. No, be one with action. Right, and yeah. I need you to be a white person who recognizes that when you're in a space with different colors, uh, colored people, hashtag South Africa, <laughs> when you're in a space with different people of color, there's a shift that happens when you walk into that space, right? And you need to recognize that and kind of maneuver accordingly to make sure that the attention is not drawn to you. If we get in an argument, I want to be safe enough with you to know that you won't call me a nigger or like, you know, say something about race or say I'm being too angry or like. I don't know. I just need you to be a person who sees me as a person and acts accordingly. Speaking of which, I think in the workplace, it should be not allowed for white people to call us angry. Yeah, angry. And confrontational. Or use words like ghetto. Or like... Because the shit is borderline racist, how they be approaching us in the workplace, Mm -hmm. telling us that we have attitudes or Mm -hmm. we're difficult to work with or we complain too much and this and that. Like, y'all being racist. Mm -hmm. Stop that shit. Because it's a mess. And we know white people complain all the time at work. White people be faking shit at work. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So it's like you can't flip that script on us. You know what I mean? But... Again, all of these things that I'm not even listing half of the things that I would need you if you were like a white partner to do for me. And I'm not saying walk on eggshells. I don't need you saying like, you know, oh, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? But like, you know, be be aware of microaggressions. Like just, I don't know, see me as a person, Mm -hmm. you know? And then also know that like on the flip side, you won't see me as like a fetish. Or on the flip side of that, see me as like a walking disease, as a gay black man, right? And like, with all of this criteria, I don't know if such a white man exists. <laughs> I really don't. The pond about to be just as small as it is okay? for black gay men. The pond is about to be like a, a stream, okay? Because <laughs> if you have all of these things, like, is there anyone that can fit the criteria? And I say that too because I did have a vulnerable moment with a white guy one time. 
and I'm about to put all my business on Front Street right now. So buckle up. Okay. Walk with me. Talk uh, with me. Let drive me go with grab me. my Bible. Yeah. Okay. Please. <laughs> so back in undergrad, shout out to the Terps. Um, hey. And then we, again, it's like touches on access too. Like, I think people knew me in the black community, but like, I wasn't like out there per se. You know what I mean? Like, I was not, I don't think I was like a memorable face in the black community. I think people started to really fuck with me like after I graduated. Mm-hmm. My opinion. Hey. Friendly with a lot of people, but didn't really know them, right? That said, I ran in other circles where a lot of times I would be the only black guy in the circle, right? And so, in this particular friend group that I had, there was this one white guy. He and I always had, like, a bit of sexual tension slash chemistry, but throughout all of my four years, we never acted upon it until, like, senior year that I was about to graduate. And Mm -hmm. we, like, we didn't even do anything crazy. We just made out. And I was just like, oh, my God like you like me I kind of like you too you know what I mean it was mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. so let's fast forward I graduate we keep in touch we're friends we're cool me and like one of my best homegirls even till this day we kind of have this tradition where every New Year's holiday we'll meet up whether it be in Maryland or whether it be like where she lives now and like we will spend the New Year's Eve together or we'll like go to someplace different about two years ago that's 2015 mm-hmm going into 2016 that new year season we decided to meet up in baltimore right and so in addition to meeting up in baltimore she was also a part of this friend group that the white guy was in so we were just like let's just all meet up together go out in baltimore maybe go to a bar or something and just enjoy the new year's mistake number one i made was drinking apple ciroc and strawberry andre it was cute going down but I don't know what it brought out of me, right? (laughs) When the clock struck 12, me and homeboy were hanging out, um, making out turns into other things in the club where we're just like, bam, 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 let's move this to back to, you know, home base. So we get to home base. I will say for the record, this young man is still on my list as the best ass eater that I've ever met in my life. That deals me. Okay. He... When Janae Aiko said eat it like groceries, he <laughs> ate it like an Olive Garden meal. <laughs> and for those of you who will never fake on Olive Garden, you know what I'm talking about. He ate it up, right? You are a man. It was everything. <laughs> and I felt like so bonded, so close to this nigga, this yeah. white nigga, right? Yeah. And so... Wait, don't they... What are they? It's Wigga? Huh? Is that what no, this say? white nigga. But don't they say call him Wiggas? No, I don't. Well, he wasn't really like. I think is that Wigga what they call is, each other? I think what they call Wiggas is like people. You know, Malibu's most wanted, the guy who acted like that. But I just say white niggas because it's just like you know, yeah, whatever. whatever. But <laughs> so the next day, like after we had that little moment. Oh, and let's even go back further. And this is why I felt like I could really trust him. After he ate me like a snack. He, I was just like, nah, you have to just take everything that I have. You know, like I was ready to offer up the V, right? The virginity, not the vagina, because I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> the virginity. Pretty much. But then he like stopped and was just like, I've known you for this amount of years. I know that this is something serious to you. Is this something that you really want to do? And like my heart melted. He was just like, because if it's not. So gentle. Yeah. He's like, if it's not, we can just chill. Oh. And so then I was just like, 
you know, even now, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I that could, was yeah, so you, sweet. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. You are I'm, getting all, I'm, you are. I'm getting all my feelings <laughs> with this nigga. So we wound up not doing anything, right? Long story short. Next day, he leaves. I debrief with my homegirl. We kiki. We sober up. We enjoy the rest of the holiday, right? But on January 1st, 2016, I have the receipt here. I'm going to read you the text message I sent you. Him. I said, thank you for last night. I love you and our friendship. I love you and our friendship, and I can't wait to see how we grow in 2016. I did not hear from this nigga. You hear me? Did not respond. To date? No. To, I sent him. He got ghosted. He ghosted. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, was I horrible? Like, what, what the fuck was, what was going on? He did not respond until seven days later. Oh, so he, okay. So he didn't ghost you. Well, he goes to me for a couple of days and they got my nerves bad. But this is what his response was after. How you doing, man? Sorry, I'm being paranoid. But you said that you were tested and clean and all that junk, right? I'm being super paranoid. I hope you're doing well. And when I tell you my spirit shattered two pieces, I was no more good. And here is why. Number one. You know that since undergrad, I've been a sexual health educator. So before I jump into anything, I am using the utmost precautions, and I'm also getting tested regularly, even when I don't do shit, because even now, still haven't been penetrated, right? Okay. Two, in the space that we were in, you knew that I was a virgin, right? So you eating my ass, like the only thing you need to worry about was that it was washed properly and it wasn't smelling and got it taken care of, okay? You know that I had minimal experience, right? And then on the flip side, I also know your sexual history and don't know if you've been tested. So in essence, I kind of put myself at risk, right? Right. And I didn't react to you in this way. So I felt that it was kind of disrespectful, especially when you say, like, you've been tested and you're clean because, again, as a sexual health educator, this whole clean, dirty thing is a very fucked up uh, vernacular. Then, I had to, like, unpack why he would react in that way, right? Knowing that I didn't transmit anything to him, like, what could it have truly been? No, him knowing that, like, where I stand as far as, like, my experiences, my status, da 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 what could it have been? And the only thing I kept going back to was, it has to be something related to my black skin, right? Hmm. Like, you look at me, you have an experience with me, but as a black gay man, you still don't see me more than higher rates of HIV or higher rates of STIs or, you know, the media portrayal of the black gay man being associated with these these outcomes. And that shit fucked me up. I was pissed. And so, again, this is why, yeah, they're on the surface. There are a lot of fine men out there. But do I want to put myself in a situation where you know that I've done all I can do to protect myself physically, emotionally, sexually, whatever, but yet you still don't see me as a whole human. You see me as like a fetish. You see me as a walking disease. You see me as something other than. That's kind of jacked up. Like I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. And before you even brought up fetish, I was thinking that in the beginning, like, I wonder 
how many white men actually see black men as desirable mm-hmm. objects, human beings? I'm sorry, not objects, but desirable human beings mm-hmm. for who we are and, what we, and what we can offer mm-hmm. and bring to the table? Or is it about a fetish because you want to have sex with us, you want to fuck us, you want to eat our asses, you, wanna, you want to suck our dicks, you want us to suck your dick behind the scenes, but then you don't want to acknowledge us or you don't want to acknowledge the experience. And, and I feel like even his response to you was in a way of just not wanting to acknowledge this experience that he had with a black man. Mm-hmm. The last experience that I had with a white man, um, we, we had sex, but it was just like after a night of... We were hanging out. We were trashed. And similarly, you know, it was like all this pent up like frustration. And and, and like we've had this attraction. So we finally acted on it. Do you know the next day he was like he didn't remember it happened? Wow. And I'm going to just keep my story short because, I mean, I could go into details and stuff. But essentially, it's the same thing. And I felt like, are you serious? Like, you don't remember it happening we had full out sex, mm-hmm. like penetration, like of course protected, yeah. but you don't remember it. So it's just, I was just thinking about that as you were telling your story, like, damn, like, are we just an, an object? Yeah. <laughs> and then some, I think some people who try to be like PC and try to make white people not seem so bad will say that like, we're all objects of pleasure when it comes to sex, right? Or like, we yes, we do satisfy a sexual need when we all, you know, engage in sexual activity, but there is just a lack of humanity that we, I feel like we're, there's, there's a humanity we're not given. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's so disappointing. And so when I, like, Mm -hmm. I asked myself this question that started off the conversation, like, could you be serious with a white person when shit like this has happened in the past, right? Or it could happen in the future or like, you might not be seen as a whole person when you know fully you complete. You know what? I don't want to have to fight for my humanity in a relationship. I've I've had relations. Like they said in the nutty professor. <laughs> I've moaning and moaning and moaning. Yes. Like they head blow off. <laughs> <laughs> I love the grandma from the nutty professor. <laughs> yes, my head blow off. Come on, please. Come, Come on. on. You'll you walk over. But you'll be living back. back. <laughs> Um, I had relations with a Jewish man before. Hmm. Now that was fun. I went back for seconds Mazel. and thirds and fourths and fifths and things of that yes. nature. Um, well, no, maybe it was no fifth. Probably definitely a fourth. Bitch, if you don't tell the story. <laughs> listen, I'm just, do we, are white, are Jewish men white men? Or are Jewish, they, we need a Jewish you know, they, person to like email in, right? They've had a plight. Mm-hmm. You know, they, their people were enslaved, and they and they went through some things as well. Yeah. So I feel like going back to your original point, like black and brown, right? Even though Jewish people are not brown, mm-hmm. but for the sake of argument, in that if as a people we connect, because as a people we we have experienced something those experiences were very different Mm -hmm. however they are connected in a way to where we were oppressed by this by the white man you know can we connect on that can we 
can we elevate on that? Is there... So I think when it comes to dating interracially, but yet American both, Indian. both parties are people of color, yeah. there is a connection. There can be a connection there that makes the relationship a little easier than maneuvering with someone white. That said, I was thinking about this too because I was all for it at first. I was just like, yeah, if you're a person of color, we, you, I'm a person of color, we people of color together. Right. Like we got a good relationship popping. Yeah, yeah. That said, yeah. hashtag colorism or hashtag stereotypes, right? You can still be a person of color, date interracially with another person of color, and be in a situation where your humanity is not seen. Case in point, if I were to date a Dominican, depending on the family that the Dominican comes from, they would be like, why you bring this dark-ass nigga here? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, would, I might not be accepted, right? Or if I dated someone who was Asian, mm-hmm. a person of color. Yeah. There are not a lot of black people roaming around from that, you know, those regions from that cultural background. So having me be there, they might stereotype me as a thug or like what I was about sort, to say, you know? They stereo they may stereotype you as the nigga that's walking into the Chinese carryout store mm-hmm. who's being ignorant mm-hmm. and mistreating them because I've witnessed that. I've witnessed that. Um we gotta do better with that. Yeah. I remember being in a. a do we have to do better, or do the people perpetuating this mess have the, to do better? You're right. Because right. no, you got to right. hold who's accountable. Accountable. It's just, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And I felt, and I felt some type of way. I was standing in this Chinese store once, waiting for something <laughs> to be, maybe some French fries, or it was probably some fries, mm-hmm. or some onion rings, or something like that. And this black guy came in. And he was like, yo, yo, motherfucker, let me get my motherfucker. And, like, calling them all kind of derogatory terms and disrespect, bitches this and bitches that. And I'm just like, damn. And so that's not cool. That experience might make them just generalize it to other black people that those workers could have seen, right? Well, like we see in the Spike Lee movie, School Days. I'm sorry, not School Days, but which one am I thinking about? (laughs) <laughs> with the Italians in the neighborhood. This is like in the 1980s. So I'll let you know that the only Spike Lee movies that I saw have been Crooklyn and Cornbread Erlen. It's probably Crooklyn. It, it, it has to be. Is it Crooklyn? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and Cornbread Erlen. They shot Cornbread! Yeah, because that was when it was... Um... I'm too tired to think. And yes, I have not seen School Day, so you guys can drag me on Twitter. You're going to get dragged. I'm going to get dragged completely. I know. I'm going to get dragged knowing what the hell I'm talking about. I've seen some YouTube clips from School Days, if that counts. But anyway, Uh, that shit is very real, though. It is. Colorism and even the relationships that black people have with Koreans, with Chinese people, Mm -hmm. with Indian people, with African people. Across the spectrum. Yeah, even in the diaspora, there are some... You know, even just like negative views towards black Americans. So like with all and that's why I was just like before I say that being with somebody who's a person of color might be easier. It might. Excuse me. It might not. So having discussed all of that, do you think it's still worth being open to dating, whether it be a white person, a person of color who's not your race, what have you? Sure. I do too. Yeah. Again, I think there's certainly an opportunity and if 
the vibe is right. Yeah. If we feel in each other, because I'm going to need that. You know, I've met some black guys who they not woke or they can't hold a conversation mm-hmm. or they can't speak about anything intelligent or mm-hmm. we can't sit. If, if I feel like we can't sit down and watch a documentary and then watch a movie concert or a movie, a concert, then some ratchet shit, then go to some nature shit. Like I need to be able to connect to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say that even oh with the God. like experiences that I've like shared with you, like previously with the white nigga or whatever, that was just one experience. I'm not going to let that block a future blessing. Okay. <laughs> Amen. But I feel like, one of the points of this conversation is that these are the type of things that we do think about as black gay men mm-hmm. or black queer men um, in the back of our mind. I'm gay. When you know, black, <laughs> when we are approached by white men, which for me is not often. I feel y'all, like, that's, I it seems like that's all I get approached by. And I'm really? just like, where are my black men? Where is my cue? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and you know how to be at the function. <laughs> My cute king. king <laughs> He's my cute be. <laughs> I would so bark, but I'm not you. about to do that shit. I'm so sick. All right, of you. wild card question: oh How would your family react to you bringing somebody home who was either white or like another person of color? Listen, my family is <laughs> country and black, and country and black. Hmm. He would have to be woke, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> to sit with my family and like not be uncomfortable and not. He would, I don't know, it was like a special type of guy. Yeah. As far as my family goes, I feel like some of them wouldn't be paying him no mind, literally. They'd be paying this white man no attention. Mm-hmm. And then the other half would be kind of like, Harpo, who this? Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Who does white one? <laughs> like who who did you bring who did you bring here? Who is this? Who is you know, what's going on? But I feel like half my family won't be paying that white man no attention. Okay. <laughs> my dad I don't know. I but you know, I had friends growing up. I remember I feel like my very first crush was a white guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was I don't know, ten, eleven. And, you know, at that age, you know, we doing, and this was back in the 90s. So, (laughs) 10 and 11 today, these kids is out here, they fucking. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is a family program. (laughs) They doing the most. We was going down to this little creek (laughs) looking for rocks. Okay, what kind of rocks? Like doing like just weird like kid stuff, but I do remember like times where, remember once we like pecked each other on the list, but we were like really shy. You and the white boy. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. But we were like so shy <laughs> and we were young. But I just remember that being my first crush, and he used to come around a lot, and my dad didn't care. Is he my, one of my right neighbors now? growing up? His name was Doug. He was white. My dad didn't care, so I feel like my dad is used to me <laughs> hanging out with white people. That's so that's fine. <laughs> Yes. Well, my family is hella Jamaican and therefore hella shady. Like the shady you see in me, multiply that by like a million. And that is my family. So if I brought somebody white. Yeah. If I brought somebody white home or like another person of color, they'd be like, okay, yeah, cool. You know what I mean? They would treat the person nice and wouldn't think shit about it. Let them get on the phone 
after the meeting is done. Girl, your ears then bring on somebody white. <laughs> or your ears then bring on somebody Spanish. <laughs> Talking all the shit about I you. love my Jamaican family. Yes. So, but they, it's they, all love. They'll be cool with it, but they, <laughs> they would be talking about that this. shit like a dog. Yes. Like, you know, them come back again. <laughs> it seems that they're going to get married, you know? <laughs> like, you know? It's just like... I'm not about to speak full pato on the thing because I get flustered. But anyway. I like yes. it though. <laughs> it's I would so date a guy who had like Caribbean accent. Bitch, listen. This is why, let's, okay, so we're going to bring it back. Nigerian or Caribbean. Yeah. Read Jamaican. Yes, there are going to be problems. Yes, we are more than likely going to fight. Yes, they might even cheat on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm considering Not, all the They options. might even cheat on me. Listen, Nigerian men, Caribbean, Jamaican men, stress. Stress, stress, stress. But I feel like the love would just be popping. That's all I can say. So I'm open to dating that too. So wait, what do you mean by stress? I need to know. These are stressful ass men. I'm out here. I'm looking for a husband. Problems. Problems upon problems. He's just stressed out about stress. just everything. Stress. We can talk offline if you'd okay. like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good talk, Eric. It was. So, Ayo. Awesome topic this week, Patrick. Thanks. But, Ayo. What's up? Do you know what time it is? Hey. Do Ay. you know whose grind this is? Hey. Who is it? Fat ass and pretty man tits. Oh, uh, it's the hump pop, baby. That's oh. the shit. Hey. Pop, 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 hung pop, hung pop, you and your MC bag. Look at Tristan all over you. I'm like MC Tristan Light. Tristan want to beatbox with you. I'm like MC Light, but I'm actually gay. <laughs> Didn't she, just she get married? She us, bitch. Didn't she, she just really get married did? to a man? I really thought she was an LGBT icon. That's why we all gay. Right? <laughs> She's like, too, I meant Tristan. Tristan, chill. Sit. Hey, come here. Tristan. That break was brought to you by Eric's dog, Tristan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to show up. No, MC Light really played the shit out of us. I'm kind of hurt. What? Like, who, I don't, I'm just like, who has been talking to me on the BET Awards all the time? I don't even know her no more. Yeah, you, you thought she was a bull dagger. Oh my gosh, why would you say that? But she's not. <laughs> well, the hung pop is kind of short. Derogatory? I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, can't you even say that? I'm sorry. have to bleep that out. I don't think Bulldagger is a... Oh my gosh, you gonna say it again? <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, first of all... <laughs> to me, that's like a hard You dagging the bulls. Dumb. That's a hard-ass dumb. And that's <laughs> MC Light. Right? Damn. It does but also... I can't find out who that she's married. Who she married to? We gotta look up I this picture. I she got married, but... Maybe she didn't. I thought she did. No. I just wanna see who her husband is. Because you never know, like... Yeah, she did. She got married. I thought to a marine, a veteran in Jamaica, a Marine Corps veteran. Wow, they look beautiful together. Congratulations, MC Light. Let's see what we got here. Oh, look at them. Wow, they are beautiful. They are, and she looks happy. I really thought she was gay. Well, wait, I only <laughs> see one picture of them. Do you, That's all you need. More? Oh, here's a really nice one. They were in Egypt. Look at the pyramid in the background. Well, shout out to them. She looks happy. All right, well, let's get into this hung pop. Shout out to you, MC Light. We happy for you or whatever. 
Thanks for deceiving us. Is he stressed, though, because he's from Jamaica? No, he's not. He's not. I'm sorry. Okay. They got married in Jamaica. They got married in Jamaica, but if he was Jamaican, MC Light, I'm stress. telling you, girl, stress. Good dick, but stress. I don't even know if good dick. Oh. You never know. I haven't had a Jamaican yet, but I'm open, so if any Jamaicans listen to this, <laughs> hunguppod at gmail.com. Let me know where to meet you. Anyway, Hung Pop, <laughs> the news has been slow this week, but we praise God because we only got two bullets. Insecure star Yvonne Orji says she's proud to be a 33-year-old virgin. And I thought this was so beautiful. She was just like, um, before any of my fame happened, I sat down with myself and God and thought, when I make it, how do you want me to represent you while I'm here? The HBO star said, it was like, okay, I know why I'm here. It's to make you proud. And if she feels like, you know... Well, not even if she feels like if, you know, holding on to her virginity until marriage in the public eye is how she chooses to represent God. I am all here for it. And I think it's beautiful. What I'm not here for is these people. And I wish I had saved that tweet. These people on Twitter who captured this story and was just like people who repress themselves because of religion. It's sad. I'm like. Did she say anything about that? She didn't say she was repressed. And I, like, what blows me, and, you know, I'm here for sexual exploration. I'm here for sexual liberation. But to be liberated is literally to be as free or as conservative as you feel. And I hate when people who are on the opposite side of the spectrum, who are so, you know, into their exploration that they can't value somebody who wants to hold on to their virginity as something precious like that's that's bullcrap to me you know what i mean and you're whack for that but shout out to yvonne love you molly loki i was watching insecure this past week and we're not gonna talk about insecure because i feel like we need an insecure episode but i think i'm molly i'm like nisa (laughs) or ayali right so more molly than isa more molly than isa yeah I definitely feel more Issa than anything. Really? All the time. Oh, but I also have a pinch of... Not, what's her name? Who's my girl's name? Not white girl. No. Frida? Let me tell you. Frida reminds me of this. <laughs> not no, Frida, Frida reminds me of this old co-worker that I had. I had a Frida back in the day. And I every time I see Frida, I get upset. But what's her name? The girl who's so funny. Not It's not Tiffany. The friend. Yes. With the she wears her hair natural. Natural, yeah. I can't think of her name, but I know who you're talking. Oh, who got fingered? You know, I got a touch of her in me too. Yeah, I got a touch of her in me. Shit was hilarious. You know, I really thought she was having like a medical reaction. I was just like, Issa, get your friend. Oh my god. (laughs) Then they said fingered on the show. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Apart from that, it was Black Girls Rock, and I just have to shout out my homegirl, Auntie Maxine. She did. She gave a beautiful speech. Um, almost brought me to tears. And then she hit ended it off with, if you come for me, if you're coming for me, I'm coming I'm for coming you. I'm coming for you. you. And that should be our mantra in the year of our Lord 2017, okay? You coming for me, I'm coming for you. But it might not be in the way you think, right? I might not stand on a pedestal and say, impeach you. Or, right. or you know, right. this person doesn't deserve. But I might have to come with, combine it with Beyonce. Best revenge is your paper. I'm going to come for you that. with this success. Yeah. Okay? That's and that's what she do. did. That's why she out here getting these awards now. I love, love how you. she ended that when she said, I'm a strong black woman. It was I amazing. It was amazing. I feel like we need to hear that more. Yeah. And most importantly, black women need yeah. to hear that more. And also from just like the older generation, I don't know what <clears> it is. Like, I love that we have amazing people like Yara Shahidi and mm-hmm. even Malia, even though she hasn't really 
said much. But, you know, just being present is a blessing to me. You had the Obamas who, like, had these amazing speeches. But for me, what resonates with me when it comes to Maxine is that she's a person who lived through eras like the civil rights era, right? And she persevered and she pushed and she went through. And here she is today still being that confident, strong black woman, woman that... Yeah. She was nurtured and raised to be. So if she can do all this and go through so many hardships, I'm sure, to even be in the position that she's at today, who are we? We can do the same shit. Yeah, she's showing the people she's that so awesome. we can, Ugh, she we really can push is. through. She really is. And she's such, like, a, not only a beacon of hope, but just such a huge inspiration yeah. um, for so many of us. I mean, I don't know. She, I feel like she, she needs to show. Come out here and, and, and run for president, girl. I'm not going to say all that. Because my heart would break, you know, she kind of age. True. Yeah. But she's doing the damn thing. How I love is she? Her. I don't know. And is she a Delta? Is she stay she? wearing that red. She, <laughs> she really do. That might be just old auntie. Right. <laughs> you know, church <laughs> ladies coming with a fierce red. They're like, I'm covered in the blood. In okay. <laughs> with shoulder, pad, shoulder pads to go with it. Yes. I love her. I thought the NDRE performance was beautiful. I love her voice. I didn't see it. She um, ended up doing a, du- a duet with uh, Tyrese, and it was really nice. I enjoyed that. Beautiful. It was. So what do you have? Sorry, I'm out here yawning. You know I'm tired. I'm so tired. what do you have for the music? I'm tired. Guys, as always, look for me on Spotify. Yes. If you act, if you type, if you Google Eric Cole Spotify, it's actually the first link that pops up. So I have a couple of playlists. I have I Dante for the Ratchets Hood Minded in the Mood to Twerk Turn the Fuck Up folks. And then I also have I Dante R and B for my baby making depressed in love out of love broken heart folks. Yes. <laughs> so a little bit for everything. I even have this playlist called Cruise Control, which is very much like not up tempo, but not slow tempo, kind of like in the middle the feel-good music that maybe you want to put your top back to in the summertime and listen to as you're going down 95. Yes, you got a car with your top back. I have, a, I have a hard top. You got a hard time? Mm-hmm. We about to peel that back like a sardine can. Ooh, yes, right <laughs> your back. Let's just hope we can wind it forward before yes. we're done. <laughs> Amen. So um, I definitely have added a f- quite a few tracks to the I Dante playlist. Um, recently I added Space song called Space featuring Sexton mm-hmm. by T.K. Kravitz and someone named Sexton. It's a pretty cool song. I really like that. I added Water free, featuring Front Street <laughs> by Joe Gifted. I added I Get the Bag. Um, that's Gucci Mane mm-hmm. with Migos. So you guys check it out. My R&B list is really cool. It has a little bit of everything. John Legend. Tedra Moses, Kindred, Childish Gambino, SZA, PM Dawn, Maxwell Total, the list goes on. So you guys have to check that out too. Yes. So um, earlier today, I was just kind of going through my social media and I noticed that a friend of the show, a friend to the show tweeted um, a song recommendation. So shout out to Nikki C., at the Urban Tea. Oh, hey, Nakara. Hey, Shout out to you. What's up, Nikki C? At the Urban Tea. 
Your show's coming back soon, isn't it? Yes, the Remedy Podcast is coming. And guess who's ready? We are. Me. <laughs> I am them. ready. We oh, I know the remedy is about to bless me because these young ladies have had some amazing things happen to them during their break, and we can. And I'm just ready to be blessed. Yes. She tweeted me earlier today and said, "Check out Heebie-Jeebies by." I'm gonna fuck his name up just like I did a couple weeks ago. Do it, Amini. <laughs> Amini, Amini. With Kalani. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I really, I really did enjoy Heebie Jeebies. That was really cool. I added that to my cruise control play, um, cruise control playlist. Um, I wanted, I, I wanted to say to her, I really do like rap R and B collaborations like that. I felt like. You know, both of them really complimenting each other. It's very similar to what we saw in 2088. Mm-hmm. So, what I wanted to ask you, um, you know, we talk about music a lot, and this segment will kind of evolve. So, with that being said, what does music do for you? Everything. Like, it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about... Life, love, Jesus, yes. all of it. Yes. Like music literally is like a part of my life. What do you think the world would be like if we had never had music? I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's horrible. <laughs> that would be the worst. I agree with you. I mean, what, what kind of place would this be without music? I think it's amazing that human beings, we have the ability, ability to express ourselves that way. We can put a beat, a tune, a voice, an arrangement, an instrument to something that started as nothing. Mm-hmm. And it has such a huge impact on people all around the world. I think, I mean, think about all the music that has been created over all this time and how much variation we have in music. Yes. I think that is simply incredible. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like our fingerprint. Don't they say that no one's fingerprint is It's alike? like yours, yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't they say, well, I'm going to skip over that. I was about to say and talk about snowflakes. Oh, aren't all snowflakes different? I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. that's Why would you skip over that? I think it's just amazing. And you know, one snowflake houses Whoville each Christmas. Say it again? Nothing. I'm just <laughs> you remember like the Grinch stole Christmas? They lived in a snowflake. That's where they lived. That's where Whoville was. It was oh, in a snowflake. It was in a snowflake. Yeah. And not one of like, those globes that no, you shake up. And mm, that's some like Inception type shit, right? Because like they lived <laughs> in the snowflake, but like where was the snowflake falling? Was that like in another town that lived in the snowflake too? It's too much. Oh. It's too much. Too much. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Muffin. <laughs> Do you remember making the band? <laughs> Shout out to making the band. <laughs> <laughs> Boom cat. <laughs> Boom cat. Andrea. <laughs> but I wrap it up to say I think music is us. It's a universal language. Um, it doesn't separate us, but it brings us all together. It does. It makes you feel something even if it's not of your culture or if, or if the music is in a different language. Mm-hmm. If you feel it, if you vibe with it, you're going to just like go with it. Yes. And, you, and, and so... Yes, music is is wonderful. So again, 
we'll continue to incorporate the music segment into the Hung Up podcast. As I said, this will kind of evolve over time where I'm not just like talking about my playlist (laughs) or, you know, what music I'm listening to, but, you know, maybe what's going on in the music world or how music is really having an impact on our lives personally and also the lives of, you know, the people around us. Yeah. So. It's cute. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) So it's that time again. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's that rhyme again. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who you hanging up on? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who you hung up on? Uh Uh-huh. You giving me a... Like a little Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Roman. Roman. Patrick. (laughs) Patrick. (laughs) Patrick's event. Or Patrick's patties. Like Jamaican Patrick's patties. patties. Patrick's patties. Patrick, Patrick, you're making patties again. That reminded me of Patty Mayonnaise for some reason from Doug <laughs> on Nickelodeon. Yo, and Patty Mayonnaise is that like lady who is pickle thin on um, she is... Orange is the New Black. And she look like Patty Mayonnaise. <laughs> Don't she? <laughs> Don't she look like Patty? No, you Patty. know she do. We got to bring up her picture. Listen, any, any of y'all pregnant out there, do not name your daughter Patty. Why not? I don't like that name. <laughs> the fuck out What's of that my pie. name? <laughs> oh my gosh. Patty LaBelle's One Night Only concert. Don't do me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, I love that concert. Do you remember when she sang Got to Be Real with Mariah? She's like, Mariah! Get your flowers! Mariah! Mariah! <laughs> Patty sang her ass off of that concert and she's like, Eddie LaVert was there. Shout out to Eddie LaVert. And rest in peace to Gerald. Didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Shout out to Patty LaBelle. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I just started thinking about her. Yeah, she's everything. She really is. She's right. mother. She's auntie before auntie. Yes. So. Are you hung up or hanging up? And you know she live in Philly. We're claiming that we will be with Patty. We're not gonna hype up that pie because it's nasty. But <laughs> but we will be there singing with Patty. Hung up or hanging up, Eric? You know, this week I noticed more than usual. Usually. Because I, I usually notice how stupid people are. But this week, it's been more of a a known thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it more. I see it more. Yes. People just don't listen. They have tunnel vision. They Say don't hear so. nothing. Mm-hmm. You could be talking. They don't listen. They, they don't hear nothing. They selfish. They like to dump all their bullshit mm-hmm. on other people. They misdirect their frustration. And they waste so much. People waste so much fucking time running their mouths. So. All people want to do is talk and no action. Putting in no action to try to move forward. Fuck all them. Fuck y'all. That's all I got to say. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am hung up, I can say, on determination. Yes. And the labor and the work. And seeing the fruits of your labor. And so... It's so funny because we started off this episode and I, like with our check-in, I was just like, things are so hard, things are rough. And they are. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I noticed Nobody this. told me. Yes, you want me to mind to it? The road would be easy and I don't. 
Don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. <laughs> yes, Eric just sang you a little bit of uh, I Can't Give Up Now from Mary Mary, which used to be I Don't Feel No Worse Tired by James Cleveland. But if you want to see me my mental wit, just let us know. We'll send you the little <laughs> link or whatever. You can currently catch it on the Hung Up Pods Instagram. <laughs> I'm draped. In holiness. You really are. I really am. It was comfy. And that my favorite wrap. blanket. Yes. I love this blanket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, let me get out of my feelings. Right. I love this blanket. <laughs> Damn, what the fuck, my nigga? What am I going through over here? But, no, I really am hung up on just, like, what work can do. So, <clears throat> I'm not going to take too much of your time. But, a few months ago... Let's call it April. Um, I tried to have the balls to create a piece of art, right? Music is a part of my life. wanted to create that art. In creating that art, I thought I was taking the right path to do so. Came out with a product, listened to it, and it really just was not what I wanted it to be, right? And not only was it not what I wanted it to be, but it also came with a over a thousand dollar bill and all sorts of other like yes man pushing like really just rushing the time and me not really going through the process and the work that needs to be done to create something that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I like fell back I disconnected myself from people who helped me start this project Um, and I really just sat with myself and said I love music asking again you asked like what what is music to you Mm -hmm. I love music that said, not everybody will see your vision and not everybody will sew into you what you need to be sewn into to create the product that you need, That's right? True. So at the end of the day, to create the stuff you want, you have to know what your goals are. You have to know what what outcomes you want and go after that. And I realize I'm not out here to use music to make huge checks. I'm not out here to become Beyonce. I'm just here to create art and to be happy and to express my life and my life's experiences through that art so i stuck with myself for a few months pushed made multiple drafts of this piece of work and today which is thursday i can finally say i released it on soundcloud and i added a beautiful picture that slayed the masses to add to to accompany it and so i just feel so happy that like my determination and my perseverance brought the outcome that I, I I desired. So, hey, I don't care if one person listens to it and loves it, and the other 49 hate it. 49? I, I'm just thinking, <laughs> oh, I, like, like if the 50 people listen to it, I don't care if one loved it and 49 hated it. I just love what I put out, and rock with me as I rock with myself. I fuck like with me as important. I fuck with myself. That's your music, so that's what's important. Yeah. You know, we, we we hope that it, my hope would be that it would only take you as far as you desire. Yeah. And it will. Because guess who knows the plans that he has for me? Exactly. God. Exactly. So that's that. So this was another episode, chickens. <laughs> I just have to use that in every episode of the Hung Up Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am P. Ryan. Again, you can find me at I am P. Ryan on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Eric, and you can find me at E. Dante Cole. 
on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the both of us at Hung Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to email us. Check us out. <laughs> Why can't I get to Check us out on email. Email us at hungupod at gmail.com. Yes, and don't forget to rate and review us on um, where we at iTunes Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, all that. Everywhere you can find my Nigerian and or Caribbean man and then hook me up with his at, right? (laughs) Or wait, no, wait. You can't find him on the podcast. We can find him on social medias. And we just there anyway. I'm just going to stop rambling. Also, comment on our SoundCloud. We love you so much. Love you guys. Check us out next week. We miss you. Until then. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Not only will we resist you, we will impeach you, Mr. President. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how high you think you are. If you come for me, I'm coming for you.